Music and murder, like mist, settled over the sweat-streamed night. I wiped my wet face, and the fog of nightmares rolled over with my ghosts as I woke and sat up on the bench. Someone whispered for help, low and pained. Leaves spun in ugly ancient patterns, drifting across Handy Park in the ashen moonlight, predicting the fall of the cross. Darkness crept forward full of jazz. Other corners soaked with the blues, saxophones trembling alongside guitar riffs thick with Mississippi cotton. The slats of the bench had been drenched in blood over the years, and my second self, roused by the stink, uncoiled and shifted to lick the wood and coo in the hot breeze. Signs and eidolons packed the park. Shadows thrashed, nailed trees, calling my name. Christ, they knew my name. Branches bobbed, as if aiming for my throat, knowing just where to strike. I drew back further, reading their meaning. The dead swung and twirled, still pinned the world. The lynched and lamented, like plumes of smoke that condensed into these forms of the tortured. Dangling from their necks, ankles, and their wrists, they whispered and continued to mutter. They offered no further insight or secrets. Wake up, Self said flicking his bloody tongue in my ear. Somebody's been busy. One of your friends? Perish the thought. They know my name. Whoever had done this had tremendous power. It takes immense force of will to capture souls in this manner. I stood and touched the tree with a murdered world, stuck on fourteen penny nails. Most of them didn't even know they were dead yet, still feeling the music, living within it. I felt the current running from the spells the possessive depth of hell. Can we save them? Not while they're bound like this. They've already been sacrificed. Self tapped his toe and began hopping in time with the twelve-bar bent note melody. To whom? For what? Listen, listen, somebody's croaking. My mother appeared to be extremely near, much closer than she'd been since the anniversary of her death. I could feel her soothing touch on my brow, her fingers working through my hair. She'd always been there to bandage me and ease the aching. First, when I was a child with scraped knees and rubbing lotion on sunburn from being on the beach too long with my father. Later, tying ligatures and dressing wounds after the first disaster of the first coven. Running ointments and balms made of hazel, belladonna, henbane, and aconite on my slashes and bites. She'd once sung to me and my father out on the porch, in the spring nights when the weeping willows leaned and trellises were crowded with roses, while the preacher sometimes stopped on the sidewalk to listen, heading home from church. She'd been too good for their choir, too beautiful not to cause resentment, until the petty jealousies bred and choked the congregation. The bitter ladies tilted their chins at her and squabbled with their husbands and withheld their tithing, pissing off the preacher. My mother had deferred, as was her way, without anger. She'd laughed and kissed me at night, while the dark clouds roiled, before the fear in the house set in, before the wrong promises had been made, and worse, had been kept. Self sniffed the air, and so did I. He tittered inside, and I could feel his mouth water. Syrupy saliva washed against his fangs as he began to tremble in the heat. I couldn't tell if her perfume wafted about me in the world, the afterlife, or only in my barbed memory. Someone's reaching for you, he said. Oh, Christ, is it my mother?
No. Maybe. Shadows tugged at my sleeve and I followed. Self bopped and wove in front of me, rushing through the park, tasting the music tumbling in on the steaming wind. When he found the body next to the guitar, he slowed and crawled forward, using his claws to scratch under the chins of the nailed souls grasping for us. I went to my knees beside him, one of us hoping to see my mother there, the other fearing it.